0: All right, we're we'll on air now. Uh, welcome to Landmark Baptist Church. It's Wednesday night. We're not going to recap what we just said here, but my brother-in-law, we talked, and uh, I was talking about eternity, and he said, i still got the Bible that you gave me, all of the places you highlighted, the notes you wrote in there. I told him, I said, don't miss heaven. You got a Bible. You got all you need. And the Bible does say to work out your own salvation from fear and trembling. We're talking tonight about helping people. And uh, what we got here? Uh, Brother Andy and his family came over to the nursing home. And they done some singing. And uh, it was really good. We sent some of the videos. I think they posted it online. But one thing Brother Andy, done that I commend him for was he was witnessing to a man in a wheelchair and he was reasoning with that man and he went out there to his car and come back in and gave that man several tracks and that's kind of what we need to be doing. Amen. So not only was it a blessing uh, with the singing but uh, he was a blessing just to watch him uh, witness this man in a wheelchair and the man in the wheelchair was he was knowledgeable of the Bible, not in uh, any great depth, but he had quite a bit of understanding about the Bible, and uh, that was good to see that, and uh, they also brought us some food as a blessing, amen. All right, our our lesson tonight, and this is I Can Help You series, and tonight our our topic is the lost need help, and I remember when I was lost, and I needed help, I had to get somebody to help me out I knew I needed to get saved, I just didn't know how to get saved, but we want to take our text tonight out of Acts chapter 2. As a matter of fact, we'll be in Acts all the way tonight, and I'm just going to try to bring out the point of how lost people not only need help, but also how we can help them. Uh, If you don't want to miss heaven, if you don't want to go to hell, uh, I would advise you to listen tonight. Uh, listen real good. We're trying to help you. I want you to get saved. The Lord wants you to get saved. Jesus died for all. Gave his life a ransom for all. He paid the sin debt of the whole world. It's kind of like that man I just read about last week. won of the uh, Powerball, what do you call it? The uh, the Mega Lottery Powerball one thirty six million million, but he didn't pick it up. Well, that's kind of like the way it is about missing heaven. You're already a winner, but you still got to pick it up. It's a poor comparison, but somewhat similar there. And I did pick mine up April 27th, 1988. But in Acts chapter number 2, uh, we'll start our reading there in verse number 36. And Peter here, he's addressing... Israel here and he says verse 36 therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles men and brethren What shall we do? Now by their statement they're saying we need somebody to help us. Now Peter's going to help them. So verse 38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And uh, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children. And to all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That about covers everybody. And with many other words did he testify and exhort. Saying save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day, uh, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Uh, if you'll notice of what we read here, uh, it mentioned their hearts were pricked in verse 37. Now, the first time I went to church, I have to admit, uh, the preacher got up there and preached, and uh, my heart was pricked. I realized I wasn't right. I realized I was lost, and I got concerned about my condition I got concerned about eternity. But that pricking of the heart. uh, They heard the word of the Lord. And uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And not only were they pricked in the heart, Sarah, but they asked for help there in verse 37. When they said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? They, They wanted help or asking for help. And all you lost people out there. And there's a lot of lost people out there. You, you need somebody to help you. Somebody that's saved. Don't go to just anybody. You might go to somebody. And they might get you more lost than you already are. Jesus mentioned about making twofold more childs of hell than yourself. There in Matthew chapter 23. And that's getting even more lost than you, than you are. It's religiously lost. That's the worst kind of lost conditioner is right. i'd rather have a man that's a drunk that's right. i'd rather have a man that's cursing and got all kind of problems uh that at least knows he's a sinner then right. try to uh, reason with someone that's been indoctrinated with a false doctrine right. uh they've been uh deceived and, and they've got to deny what they believed yeah. to receive the truth and anyway these here uh they're asking for help and uh, the answer was real simple. Verse 38. Peter said repent. And uh, I, I know it mentions baptizing too. But I want to spend just a minute here on repentance. Jesus said except you repent ye shall perish. Luke chapter 13 verse 3 and also verse 5. Now one thing I want to mention about that. What Jesus mentioned here. If you'll notice, he didn't mention baptism. I'm just trying to clear the muddy water up because I have been saved and I have been baptized. But here in Luke chapter number 13, Jesus said, I tell you, verse number 3, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And he repeated that again in verse 5. And that repentance is the first thing about being saved. What repent means. It means you're sorry. And you want to be forgiven. And you want to be saved. But except you repent. It won't do you no good to be baptized. Peter said unto them. Repent. And be baptized. Every one of you. And a lot of people get mixed up. They think baptism got something to do with salvation. It's kind of like the Jews Thought you had to be circumcised to be saved, and uh, just a lot of things that have really misconstrued. But uh, when the Lord told Nicodemus, "You got to be born again," yeah. he, He's also talking along the lines, "You got to repent." And by repentance, that means you're sorry, and not only repent but receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior. Peter said unto them, verse forty. Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Now they couldn't save themselves spiritually, but they could save themselves physically. Uh, They could come out from among them, and they could get in the right crowd, and eventually learn uh, what they need to do to be saved. He said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. You know, uh, America is one of them kind of generations... We're an untoward generation. Mm. Uh, we're woke. We're wicked. Right. Uh, we're uh, ungodly. And the price for that is like like the floods that are hitting California right now. And the tornadoes and stuff that's hitting uh, Florida and California. Uh, Katrina. uh all of those tornadoes in Lamentations chapter number chapter number 1 verse 3 it says that God has his way Nahum chapter 1 verse 3 says God has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and uh, God lots of times speaks through weather Uh, when George Bush demanded that Israel give land for peace immediately they made a movie about it called The Perfect Storm against science against everything totally, completely impossible a tornado hit his house the next day like I said they made a movie about it called The Perfect Storm Uh, Al Grady also mentioned in his book which I'm reading right now but how true that is that God showed himself to be God. And he actually sent a tornado to hit George Bush's home when he tried to make them give up land for peace. I'm telling you, God that sits on the throne of eternity, uh, he will not be denied. But he also will not deny you if you want to be saved. He said in John six thirty seven, all that come to me, I'll know why it's turned away. But I uh, hear... Peter says, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Let me simplify that. Uh, if, if you want to go to heaven, come to the house of God. Come out for my mom. You know, I, I run around a rough bunch. I wouldn't get no closer to heaven running around with them. But I come to the house of God, I heard the word of God. I realize God loved me. I realize God born me to be saved. You got to come out of that. Come in the house of God. Hear the word. We're begotten by the word. Uh, I had to hear the word of God. That's why God gave me two ears. And I received the word of God. And uh, finally, I received Jesus, April twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight. But Peter here says, "Come out from this untoward generation. You got to come out." of a sin you got to come out of simple uh, co- uh, company and get in the company of God's people get in the company of God's word when he says save yourselves here uh, from verse 40 save yourselves miss untoward generation he just means come out of the environment you're in and get over here then verse 41 says then they that gladly received His Word, they came out, there's some people that actually came out from the bunch they in and said, hey, we, we want we want to receive the Lord. Mm-hmm. They that gladly received His Word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That's a pretty good lick there. And uh, not only did they receive His Word there, verse 41, not only were they baptized, they looked down there and I. Uh, uh, verse 42 and they continued Right. you know when you get saved that's kind of like first base Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse number uh, 31 he said if you be my disciples continue right. and uh, you get saved that's, that's really good you're saved but I'll tell you what you need to continue and when I say to continue not to be saved I I don't want to get nobody all confused here Uh, you're not continuing to be saved you're continuing because you are saved but in John chapter number 8 Jesus said unto those Jews which believed on him verse 31 he said if you continue in my word then are ye my disciples indeed and here's what they'll benefit by doing that verse 32 and ye shall know the truth and the truth Shall make you free. Amen. Now John seventeen, seventeen, Jesus said uh, that God's word is truth. Yes. He said, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Amen. But they continuing, they continued steadfastly. Do you see that? Yeah. They continued steadfastly. That means they, they didn't fall away, they stayed with it. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And in breaking of bread and in prayers, that's kind of what church is. You're continuing yeah. uh, in the in the doctrine. You're continuing in the fellowship. You're continuing in the breaking of bread. We haven't had communion in a while, but that's what they're talking about—taking uh, the Lord's supper and in prayers. And uh, then you got uh, verse forty-six down there. It says, "And they continuing daily." with one accord in the temple and in breaking the bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God having favor with all the people you'd be surprised how uh, uh, you know continuing will help you and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved God noticed that too and he rewarded them for this effort they were putting forth and uh, you'll notice uh, many more uh, Acts chapter 4 verse 4 uh, many more of them uh, which heard the word believed and the number of the men was about 5,000 so you got about 8,000 people right here that have uh, received the Lord have been saved been baptized and uh, like I said we're talking tonight about the lost need help and every church ought to be a uh, a rescue mission Amen. Uh, I remember Carter and Keaton and Ashley came in here and uh, they were in the kitchen when I got here and Carter said he'd go by and said mama there's a church we can we can go there and at that time he lived not too far from the church and uh, that was a blessing Amen. but every church ought to be like a rescue mission right. where you receive those that come, and those that want, and all of that. But uh, here's 8,000. And uh, when I say the lost need help in getting saved, uh, in Acts chapter 7, uh, here's some lost. And they rejected the Word. In Acts chapter 7, starting in verse number 54, and uh, these people are lost. Uh, All people don't receive the Word of God. But these 8,000 did. But in Acts chapter 7, verse 54, Peter, this first one of the deacons here, uh, he's preaching. Verse 54, when they heard these things, talking about what he just preached, and he preached a, I mean, gumball straight message there, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Uh, they rebelled against what they heard. In uh, verse 55, He being full of the Holy Ghost. Looked up steadfastly unto heaven. Look when you're being uh, mashed on with somebody's teeth. He's thinking about I'm going home. Amen. So he's looking up steadfastly into heaven. And as he's looking up. uh, Stephen saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing on the right hand of God. You know I do believe. A lot of people have been martyred. And I do believe. When that does happen, I believe God opens heaven to them like He did here for Stephen. I can't prove this, but I do believe God opened heaven to Stephen so he could see what was waiting for him. You know, when you're getting ready to, to lose your life, it's good to know where you're going. Amen? Amen. But uh, Stephen, Stephen saw heaven open. And uh, not only that, verse 57, uh, they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears. They didn't want to hear it. And ran upon him with one accord. And they cast him out. Verse number 58. Cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet. whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen. Calling upon God. And saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he knelt down and cried with a loud voice. Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he said this, he fell asleep. The lost need help. But sometimes it's hard to help a lost person. I've met a lot of lost people that were pretty fierce. Said they didn't want to hear. And uh, you know, you work with what you got. Uh, Lots of time, i witness people like this right here. I say, are you saved? And and, uh, I'll tell you what, come up here real quick, sir. Use you for example. Just stand right here so we can get this on the camera. Now, we're not going to lie here, but I'm just going to ask you if you're saved, and I just want you to say no, okay? Are you saved? And I'm not asking you to lie, we're just using it for illustration. No. Say, say, no, I'm not. No, i not. Okay. Now say something like, what are you waiting on? And they'll say, I don't know. I don't know. And I'll say, how long do you think you got? And they'll say, I got years. I got a long time. So, yeah, I've had people say that. I said, you might die today. And then I'd say, if you did die today, where would you spend eternity? And it kind of restures a little bit. That's what I'm talking about, about work of what you got. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. And you have to be ready. So we're going to go off uh, off a script right here. And we're just going to go through a ser- scenario. And uh, you say whatever, uh, make it as hard as you can, Okay. Alright, hey my name's Eddie. I'm I'm Pastor Landmark Baptist Church. Nice hi, to meet hi, you. Sir. Nice to meet you. Are you are you saved? No, no, I'm not. I don't believe in any of that. Well the devils believe in tremble seem like ought to be something to it if they believe and they're supposed to be dumb. And if they believe in tremble, what, why don't you believe? Hmm, I don't I don't really know. Have you ever read your Bible any? Oh no, not too much. No, I don't I don't that's just a book. No. It is just a book, yeah. I agree, but it's a book that God gave. Psalm sixty eight verse eleven says the Lord gave the word, grace is the company of those that published it. And I have read the Bible, and in there it tells me that God loves you. He loved you so much that he died for you. He loved you so much that even today he's reaching out his hand saying, Let me save you, let me help you, I want you to come live with me to heaven. If somebody offered you a home in heaven, would you turn it down? That's what I'm talking about. He's offering you a home in heaven. And the Bible says today, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart. Don't be hard-hearted. Let the Lord have His way. Let Him, let Him save you. Let Him uh, have an opportunity to tell you about His great love for you. You see, nobody it, it can change. Uh, let's go another way here. You're real busy, and I'm coming in, and you ain't got time to talk. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're real busy. Okay. I say, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. I'm real busy right now. Well, I know you're busy right now. i just like to have just a little bit of your time. Can you give me just a little bit of time? I don't know. I've got a lot of things to do. I don't have time right now. I agree. I know we're all busy. But listen, <laughs> I'm going to take just a little bit of time, and I want you to take just a little bit of time. Have you ever heard about a man named Jesus yeah I heard about him you know him? no I don't I don't have time right now to do that and listen about Jesus I agree with that but you know what I know him personally we spoke this morning wouldn't it be great to know somebody like Jesus personally I don't know I don't know nothing about him well he wants to know you he's calling out your name he's wanting you to come to him he wants to know you personally he wants to love you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to give you eternal life at home in heaven. Okay. Wouldn't you like to know somebody like that? Yes, I guess, yeah. Alright, you done good. <laughs> we, just, we just ran across with you there, but when you're witnessing the people, some of them are fierce. Sarah done a real good job right there. <laughs> you, have, you have to realize the different scenarios. Sometimes people are busy. Sometimes people don't want to hear you and say, I'm going to be praying for you. They'll, they'll say, I don't want you praying for me. He said, Don't male do no I'm going to pray for you. But anyway, the lost need help. These rejected the word, and uh, Stephen lost his life. But I'll tell you what he did. He passed along a testimony. And that testimony went to a young man named Saul. Uh, they laid down their, their clothes at a young man's feet. His name was Saul, there in verse number 58. Now, uh, Saul's kind of like Sarah there. Uh, he don't know the Lord personally, but uh, he thinks you know he's okay. And the next chapters is about uh, uh, another man here, and uh, it, it's about an Ethiopian eunuch, and uh, the Lord tells tells Philip. Uh, in verse 26, the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza. Anybody know anything about Gaza right now? Yeah. You got a war going over there, don't they? Yeah. Said it's desert. And he arose and went. Uh, you know, it's not the hear of the word, but the do of the word's blessed. Well, Philip done what was told the angel of the Lord said to him arise and go toward the south under the way that goeth down from Jerusalem and the Gaza which is desert and he arose and went and behold a man of Ethiopia that means it was a black man right. an eunuch of great authority <clears throat> under Candace queen of the Ethiopians who had charge of all of her treasures he's pretty wealthy and he had come to Jerusalem for to worship and was returning and sitting in his chariot read Isaiah the prophet and the spirit said unto Philip go near and join thyself I've had a lot of people tell me you need to have God's leading to witness to people and I don't deny that and here's a good example of that the spirit bade Philip to go and join himself to this chariot Verse 30. And Philip ran hither to him. And heard him read the prophet Isaiah. And said unto him. Understandest what thou readest. I asked Sarah several questions just a minute ago. As we were just putting on like a little skit there. But Philip's asking a question here. He's asking a lost man a question. And the question is. Understandest what thou readest. He said. Do you understand what you're reading? I asked Sarah a while ago, have you ever read the Bible? She said, no. And here he is. He's reading the Bible. Well, actually he's reading uh, the scroll of Isaiah the prophet. And just so happened he's in chapter 53. But uh, he said in verse 31, how can I except some man should guide me? In other words, this lost man saying, I'm reading, but I need help understanding what I'm reading. Uh, this is pretty simple it's real clear here and uh, he said how can I accept some man should guide me now, before we go any further there uh, let me turn real quick to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and uh, I'll explain a little bit of that <clears throat> you see in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 I said chapter 1 1 Corinthians chapter 2 it mentions about a natural man. And uh, in verse 14 says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. That's where this Ethiopian eunuch is. He's wanting to know. He's reading. And Philip comes over and joins him and says, Understandest what thou readest. And... Uh, his answer is I need some help there in verse 31 and uh, he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him and you know that's an opportunity you get a lot of opportunities I picked up a young man a while back gave him a, gave him a ride home and got to talk to him about his soul and I picked up a lot of people given those opportunities you get them every now and then well Philip gets this opportunity to join this Ethiopian eunuch in his chariot and verse 32 said, The place of the scripture which he read was this He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shears, so he opened not his mouth. And that's a scripture out of Isaiah 53. And uh, it says, And in his humiliation, uh, he is uh, taken away, and who shall declare his generation? A lot of people think Jesus had. Children by Mary Magdalene. Uh, This scripture uh, declares he didn't have no children. Who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. He didn't have any children by Mary Magdalene. I feel sorry for those that that are dumb enough to swallow that. And uh, anyway, uh, he said, uh, that's Isaiah 53, verse 7 and 8. The Ethiopian eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man. Remember, this is a natural man. He's a lost man. He's reading. He don't understand what he's reading. He's asked a question. Uh, you know, uh, I need help. He's, he's asked to understand what thou readest. And he said, how can I accept some man to guide me? So Philip's going to guide him right here. Verse 34, And eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet, this of himself or of some other man. Verse 35, Then Philip opened his mouth and began and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. You know the Bible mentions in, in Romans chapter 10 how shall they hear without a preacher? Right. So here here Philip is boy he, he gets this opportunity he don't waste no time and uh, I want to clarify what I just said there Romans chapter 10 verse 14 says how shall they hear without a preacher how shall they preach, preach except they be sent Philip was sent and he gets this opportunity and he opens his mouth and he begins at the same scripture Isaiah Chapter 53, verse 7 and 8. And he preaches unto this eunuch, Jesus. Right. And as they went on their way, uh, there came, they came to a certain water. And he opened, eunuch said, See, here's water. What doeth hinder me to be baptized? Mm-hmm. Now, if you got the right Bible, you got verse 37 in there. If you don't, your Bible goes from verse 36 to verse 38. And the reason it does is because a lot of people think you're saved by being baptized uh, the Catholic Church thinks you can be sprinkled and be saved a lot of people think you know that you're saved by being baptized but if you got the right Bible and this is real important right here, Philip, asked him this question, now he says why can't I get baptized, here's water and uh, he said what, what's hindering me to be baptized verse 37, and Philip said if thou believest with all thy heart thou mayest And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now remember verse 35. Philip has preached unto him Jesus. He has believed now according to verse 37. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water. Both Philip and the Ethiopian and the eunuch. And he baptized him. Verse 38. I have been saved and I have been baptized I got baptized two weeks after I got saved and I'm very familiar with both subject matters but salvation is of the Lord Jonah said that but but you got to be born again and if any man have not the spirit of Christ he's none of his I don't care how many times you've been baptized if you're not born again saved uh, you just got wits all you got but Philip here asked an eternal question he said if you believe uh, you may that's what verse 37 says. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And uh, he went down and baptized him, verse 39. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more. That ain't all of it. This eunuch went on his way rejoicing. You know, I've been rejoicing now for 36 years because I am born again, saved. Wherever well, this eunuch is, hey, he's going on his way rejoicing. And Philip, he's got called away. He's down in another place and preaching to all the cities till he came to Caesarea. But uh, lost people need help. And just, just real quickly here, uh, <clears throat> there's a terrorist in Acts chapter 9. His name's Saul. He's the one that held the clothes of Stephen as he stoned him. Here, here, a terrorist here. Acts chapter 9, verse 1 through 20. Uh Saul, he's breathing out threatenings. He saw him stone a, a good Christian man, Stephen. And uh, he's, he's breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. And Went into the high priest, and said to him, letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether it be men or women, he might bring them bound into Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shone round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Now, the reason I'm using Saul here, there's a lot of terrorists out there. And the reason a lot of terrorists are out there is because they've been deceived, and they're killing Christians even today, even right now. They're killing Christians. They're burning churches. Uh, just what happened October the seventh. That again, uh, terrorists killing Jewish people, uh, mad at God's people, uh, full of the devil, full of hate, and done all kind of atrocities to people, beheading babies and burning people alive shooting them, stabbing 1200 people died October the 7th some of the most cruel means ever well that's kind of the way Saul is reason I'm using Saul is if you are a terrorist out there I want you to know God loves you God loves Saul Saul he just don't understand uh, his own testimony he said I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly he didn't know no better Uh, he'd been raised this way He'd been taught that this was right. Uh, he mentions that in Philippians. Uh, not Philippians, but the fifth. Come on, Eddie. Uh, Philippians. He mentioned that he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Of the stock of Benjamin. Circumcised the eighth day. A Hebrew of the Hebrews. I mean, he had all the credentials. But he was a lost man. And Jesus loved Saul. And the uh, reason I say he loved him, he didn't let him keep going. He met him here. And even though this is kind of over the top kind of salvation, uh, this is what this terrorist need. And I have heard—I don't know this to be true—but I've heard that some of these terrorists are getting visions of Jesus and seeing uh, apparitions of angels and the Lord over there where these terrorists are over in Gaza right now. I've heard that, and I don't know that, but I've heard that. But here Saul gets. Uh, an extraordinary visit and uh, it's a heavenly visit and uh, there's a light shining round about him from heaven you just don't see this every day and this light caused him to fall to the earth and as he falls to the earth he hears a voice and the voice says unto him Saul, Saul, you know God knows your name I mentioned Sarah a while ago That God knew her name. And he knows my name. Knows your name. He calls Saul here. Why persecutest thou me? Can you imagine this, terrorist Thinking, I'm not persecuting you. I'm persecuting Christians. But you see, Jesus, He said, you're not persecuting them. You're persecuting me. Mm -hmm. He said, I love you. I, I want you to be saved. I want you to come live with me. Saul's getting... His eyes opened. He's getting enlightened. He's been in darkness, right. and all terrorists out there. Uh, let me just put it this way to you. It's the best way I know how to put it. John chapter eight verse forty-four. Jesus just cleared the whole matter of uh, you know not having the spirit of God, and uh, he said in uh, John chapter eight verse forty-four, he said, you of your father, the devil." You see these terrorists? They're just doing the bidding. Jesus said, You're of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He said he was a murderer from the beginning, and he abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now that's pretty blunt, but that's kind of where Saul is right here. He's following the devil. He thinks he's doing God's will. He's breathing out threatenings. He's got petitions that if He finds in this way whether men or women uh, that He might bring them bound to Jerusalem. These are terrorists. God loves them. I don't understand the love of God but I'll tell you this. God loves you no matter what you've done. He, He loves you no matter who you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you speak English or not. He loves you. And Paul mentioned later on things, Acts 26 that the Lord spoke to him in the Hebrew tongue. And uh, he speaks to him here and says, Why persecutest thou me? And Saul says, Who art thou? I mean, he didn't know the Lord. Right. And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Now you talking about getting a terrorist attention. Now he's got the attention of Saul. In verse 6 says that he, talking about Saul, Trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. You see how simple it was? Here's a terrorist. He's got petitions. Uh, he's arresting people he's binding them he's bringing them to Jerusalem that they might be killed that they might be martyred and runs into the the head of the church Jesus is the head of the church Uh, he's the chief uh, of the church Uh, he's the owner of the church purchased with his own blood he runs into Jesus and uh, it wasn't Saul's doing it was Jesus doing he met him in the way you know I was on my way to hell and the only reason I didn't make it to hell is because somebody was in my way. Amen. The only reason you ain't in hell right now is because somebody's in your way. Right. And uh, when, when when Saul gave his testimony uh, in Acts chapter 26, I, I like what he said right here. He's talking to King Agrippa. And uh, he says there and. uh Verse 9, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly mad at them I persecuted them even under strange city they were running from him he's a terrorist whereupon as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest he said at midday "O king and I like this I saw in the way Jesus got in his way I'm glad he got in my way Sarah amen because I would have made it to hell if he hadn't gotten my way. He said, I saw in the way a light from heaven. Above the brightness of the sun. Shining round about me. Which, and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth. I heard a voice speaking unto me. And saying in the Hebrew tongue. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard for thee to kick against the bricks. Saul had somebody get in his way. If you're lost out there tonight, the only reason you're not in hell is because the Lord loves you. And he keeps getting in your way. He keeps kind of making it hard for you to go to hell. Don't find a way around Jesus. Get to know him personally. Draw nigh to him. He'll draw nigh to you call upon Him. He's rich in mercy to all that call upon Him. He loves you. He's waiting on you. Uh, He's not willing that you would perish. He doesn't want you to go to hell. He wants you to come live with Him in heaven. That's what I say. We're trying to help lost people come to know the Lord. And the Lord wants everyone to be saved. He wants everyone to come live in heaven. There's plenty of room up there. You say, well, how do I know it's true? What do you got to lose? I'll use one of Trump's sayings here. What do you got to lose? And what have you got to gain? Now the Queen of Sheba, she come to see the glory of Solomon. Came a long ways, and when she saw it, her words were perfect. She said, "I didn't believe the report until I saw it with my own eyes." She said, "Howbeit, the half has not been told." When you see it with your own eyes, you're going to say the same thing the Queen of Sheba said. Amen. And I'll just tell you right now, I'm looking forward to getting to heaven. Amen. If it was to be tonight, hallelujah, what a time to get out. Amen? Amen? But if you're out there lost, God loves you, He wants to save you, all you got to do is just say, I'm a sinner, I'm sorry, I want you to forgive me, I want you to save me. And listen, if you don't have the peace of God after you pray that prayer, you keep praying, you keep seeking. It's Brother Eddie tonight. Father, we thank you. For the privilege, Lord, to reason with people out of the Word of God. Lord, to try to tell them the great things, Lord, not only you've done for me, but you've done for others. We just pray, God, Lord, somehow somebody, Lord, might let go of whatever they're holding on to, Lord. It's going to keep them from heaven. We're going to keep them from getting saved. And I pray they let it go. And I pray they receive you gladly. And I pray they go on their way rejoicing. In Christ's name we ask it, Father. Amen. Amen.